You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 140 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. And I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. Um, we are back once again on time. And with me again is the Akman himself. How you doing, sir? Doing great. How are you? Okay, okay. Um sort of a mixed bag these days that the, the Knicks and the NBA are back so that's a little bit of a um, I don't know what you'd call that uh, something to preoccupy me through harder times perhaps in, in other ways uh, but without giving any spoilers let's talk about what what we're here for um, and that's obviously Besiktas and that's where things get a little mixed um, we were on the road this week. We played Alanya Spore. Um, sorry, quickly, how are you doing, everyone? I, I, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just finish up school. Um, working on stuff, you know. It's really about it. Sorry, yeah, I should have tossed that back. It's very rude. Um, but yeah, almost done with school for good, this guy. Um, and a tryout on the horizon, so yeah. Good luck to, to the Akman. Everyone who's listening, I'm sure, extends it. Um, but yeah, let's get let's dig in. Um, obviously, the big match was against Alanya Spor on the road, whatever that means these days. You know, still no fans. Um, huge match, I think we could say, right? Like, what what were the standings of this going into it, everyone? Do you recall? Yeah. So this was if they had 23 points and we had 19 points, so four points behind, but they had an extra game played. So if we would win, you know, we would be within one point of the top three teams because Gala and Fenner um, were also on 23 points with Alanya. Um, so it was like, you know, we were right outside of the top three and if we won, we'd be right on their tail. And if we tied or lost, we would not be right on their tail. So Yeah, yeah that's about right. Um, yeah, it was a huge match, obviously. Uh, we talked about last week whether... Uh, our result in this match would would dictate whether we were really, you know, launching a, a title campaign, title challenge, uh, or uh, if maybe we weren't, and that was a little bit too excited. We were we were too excited last week uh, with everything that was going down. But so um, yeah, let's let's talk about what happened. <laughs> uh, the lineups. Everyone, do you want to? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, this was this is where the conversation I think begins, right? So basically, it was the the you know the typical Sergan move to you know not not change what doesn't work. Um, I believe. Let me double check. 
Uh, yeah, it was almost the same lineup as the Fenner game. Except, you know, based on available players. So, Utku stayed in goal. Which I, I didn't necessarily agree with. And then Rosier, Wellington, Montero, Ridvan, the same back line. Um, midfield was Joseph, Atiba, Dorukan as the center three. And the front three was Laren back from his suspension. Bubakar and Gezal. So, Ankuru didn't make the start. Um, even though he started last game. And After then, a, a good uh, return, too. So, perhaps some might have questioned yeah, that. But Gekhan Tedo was still out. Um, Lyages. MIA, you know, AWOL, and then Hasage was back, but there was too many foreigners in the squad, so he was the one foreigner who missed out. Uh, with Vida and Sakala on the bench, with Ankuru and Mensa, so. Yeah, that was, um, that was a team. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only real change of note, um, and again, I'll, I'll leave out Kyle Laren, we know Sergan likes him, and, and up till now he'd performed, so, you, you know, that... Whatever, I'll give that one a pass. But uh, the one sort of notable change is the center of the midfield. And here we saw three defensive midfielders again in the way of obviously Joseph D'Souza, Dorokan Tokus, and Atiba Hutchinson. And so, um, any comment on that, everyone? Were you surprised? Were you surprised? That is the, the team I expected him to put out. Um, that is, I guess we saw some Mensa action the past couple games um but you know i i just i kind of knew that was coming um it was either Mensa or dorukan but dorukan played well last game and i think saragan kind of functions on who played well last week usually ends up playing the next week um yeah that seems so trend for sure i was not shocked <clears throat> yeah um and I don't want to belabor the point, but I think uh, Sergan has, uh, is, is conservative the word? I was going to say he has a tendency to play sort of conservative lineups, and I think you could say conservative is right, because I mean, three defensive midfielders, he's clearly not trying yeah, to play like a I think the stat we saw before this game was that Sergan has not won a single game against the first place team since he became our coach, um, and this was uh, you know another first place team. And we saw another conservative lineup. So uh, you're bringing out Doric's negative Nancy stats. It's, it's, they, they, <laughs> I, I always remember them after the like. Usually it's, yeah. it's in the negative. Like, ha! He he gave us this nonsense, and we won anyway. But this time we had no such uh, no such luck. With that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's about it for the lineup. Um, let's talk some football. Uh, yeah. From the outset, we were in trouble, and by which I mean, it was like torrential rain, wasn't it? It was, it was like monsoon yeah. season or something. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice it at first. At first, I was like, what is going on with like Montero? His passes are like dead, you know, like they're not going anywhere. And our guys on the wings, like, you know, especially Gazelle, who's kind of a you know, we talked about this. He's a little bit of a flighty, um, dancing and prancing type, you know, light on the ball. Uh, and he wasn't, you know, he, he seemed to be tripping and stumbling. Uh, and I'm thinking, what, what's going on here? Like, I, I thought that the guys partied too hard the night before, you know. Uh, but then the, the B-in panned up and gave you a sort of landscape uh, from the top of the stadium. You could see how heavily the rain was coming down. Um, and immediately my thoughts went from... 
Oh wow, these guys are playing terribly too. Oh no. This is bad. Uh, this this is going to hurt our style of play way more than it would hurt Alani, as you'd imagine. And um, most of all, I know how many of our guys have knee issues. And so I'm immediately worrying about Abubakar. I'm thinking, don't bring out Nkudu, you know. Um, anyone who could be at risk sliding around or, uh, you know, wobbly ankles and all that. Like, I, that was my immediate concern, honestly. Um, but... I mean, yeah. Do you, do you have it? Did you have any thoughts on that when you saw the rain coming down? Like, um, what is yeah. the? You're, you're a sort of ref. Like, are there rules as far as canceling a game when, you, when there's that much I rain? Mean, it would have to be like unplayable conditions. Um, and I know before the end, they like literally covered the field, from what I read, uh, to avoid like big puddles forming. Uh, so I think they did a pretty good job. To, you know, at least keep it like playable. Playable. Um, yeah. I don't think the conditions were that bad. It just seemed we were particularly affected by it and the Alanya players were not so I, maybe you know that home field advantage came into play or I don't know what it was they're used to the field maybe they were sliding around on the pitch all week perhaps it was raining all week <laughs> in Alanya I, and I really I'm, I, I there's something to be asked on that did we not have the proper studs available like did I mean, we, we not did, travel for that we could talk about that more later but it was interesting um that our players seem to slip and slide at key moments as well, and their players never seemed to slip at all. So, <laughs> yeah, I was concerned very much. Uh, and, and like um, Mustafa Pektimek came out and he started sliding around. So I thought, it's like, okay, it seems like anyone Besiktas related uh, has issues with their footing today. That's weird. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the game started out. Really sloppy, uh, nobody really asserting themselves, and and now, you know, once you start yeah. to see the weather, you start to understand why. I mean, the first 30 seconds was, I think we passed it back to Uku, he kicked it right to Alanya, and then he got the ball back like 15 seconds later and kicked it right back to Alanya, all was in our own third. And it was like, we just immediately went into panic stations. His kicking was, um, yeah, for anyone, for anyone who is on the Utku bandwagon, Man's got to invest in a kicking coach <laughs> or something. But, um, yeah, real tre treacherous conditions early on. You could see this game was not going to be uh, a thrilling one unless the weather cleared miraculously or something. Um, but, yeah, and, and sure enough, things went from bad to worse. 26th minute, uh, a penalty. What? I mean, I'll, I'll let you talk through, talk us through this one, everyone. Like, yeah, I mean... A, but as you do so, A, um, bring bring in your refereeing knowledge here as far as, like, uh, is that definitely a penalty and all that? And then B, obviously, you know, color commentary, tell us what happened. Yeah, so, I mean, Alanya was, like, really pressuring, but they didn't really have any clear-cut chances up until this point. Maybe a shot. Um, but they were definitely, you know, having corners possessing around. And then this corner came in and uh, kind of dropped in the middle of the box. And Gezal, I guess, felt he was pushed a little bit. Um, so instead of jumping to head the ball that was coming right at him, he wasn't even looking. He was like kind of like complaining and stuck his arms out. Sort of flopping uh, a then, little. Yeah, and the the arm just, not the, the arm, the ball just plopped, you know, hit him right on like the elbow area, forearm yeah. type thing. And so, sadly, uh, his arms are like fully extended out too, so. Yeah, and uh, VAR came back and gave a penalty and that was, that was that. Um, and so it's definitely a penalty. I mean, like I, his, his arms are there unnaturally, but like as far as intention goes, he 
clearly doesn't see any of what's yeah. happening. See, the thing is, if they, if you can say, um, natural, unnatural position and the distance from which the ball came. So I think a lot of the situations we saw this season, where the like we'd have the ball clearly hit the opponent's hand, like block a shot, um, was been you know like a close redirection. I'm assuming is the logic from this. It was like a corner that was not touched at all and just dropped on him. Uh, the the thing you could say if he was pushed, then that'd be a natural position you know if he was fouled he moved forward but did he really get pushed or if he was he just kind of uh, you know just moving his arms out so i'm assuming they're sort of um, punishing his overreaction to that yeah they, they didn't really feel like it was natural like it wasn't like his bodily reaction to being pushed he was just complaining um, if you remember a couple years ago alexis ruano did the thing where he put his hands up like i'm not trying to touch the ball and the ball hit yeah. his hand and we conceded a penalty yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it was kind of a situation situation like that, which I didn't think it was a foul, um, and his hands were not in actual position. So that is what I'm assuming was the conversation in the VAR room when they called the ref over. Yeah, very dodgy uh, whole sort of scenario. It's one of those things you can totally imagine us not getting a penalty on and being like, are mad about on the other side, you know. Um, but here we are being penalized for uh, perhaps a little bit of weirdness from Gazelle, to be honest. So, whatever. Uh, and the penalty itself, any any thoughts on that? Pretty well taken, to be fair. He really put yeah. some power on it. Bacacetas. Baca, yeah. He's had a pretty big two years or so since he came to Turkey. So, um, a little bit slower start this season. But, you know, came in and scored a, his second goal of the year against one of the big boys. You know, so he's excited and i think you could see that brought up his confidence for the rest of the game yeah he looked pretty good i mean he's he has looked pretty good to be honest yeah. he and um the other guy that i've been surprised has looked good cocker you know who was really not much anything <laughs> cocker, else, elsewhere yeah. uh they've they've been a solid couple pickups for alanya for sure um 34th minute a yellow card for valentin rosier I'm going to make a comment here. Well, all right. No, let me hand it to you first. What happened? How did he get a card? Um, I'm trying to remember the exact situation. I'm pretty sure, like, he lost the ball, like, deep in our own half. Or in their, in their half, if I remember correctly. And then he uh, chased back and kind of just was like, I'm not let, letting go of Davidson. Like, screw you, bro. <laughs> and just, like, hauled him down. Um, that was the yellow card. Yeah. Um, so, he did like, he didn't even let go of the shirt, like, as the guy was falling. It was kind of like, you know. Yeah, no, he clearly earned himself a card. But on the same play, minutes before, Alani did the very exact thing. And I can't remember to whom it was. But uh, it, I think Rosier was also kind of protesting what they had just let slide. And they and Davidson had been had been doing that the whole match with whoever he could get a hand on within, like, his arm's radius. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, flopping a lot. I mean, Davidson, <laughs> I'm going to have to do it. I'm, do, I'm going there. The hit list... Has a new entrant, Davidson of Alanyaspor. The man is he. He was really terrible in this regard because he was constantly looking towards the ref for some attention, trying to get, uh, you know, flapping at every opportunity. To be honest, took. a lot of the Alanya players. I remember Bade yeah, and Siopis. Yeah, it was a lot of it. I think this may have been strategic, but Davidson seemed to be a guy who was very comfortable in that role and who was really. Uh, hamming it up for the cameras even to some extent but you know he was just 
Uh, for a guy who had his hands on someone's jersey most of the first half, that he then managed to get Rosier called for that same thing, really, that bothered me a lot. Because I, I, you know, obviously I just watch these things alone, and so I, and, and my, I have a kid running around, so I try not to curse and stuff. But I, I, at one point, literally, I was like, this mf'er, like, he keeps yanking on our shirts, and that was before the before the Rosie yellow card. So I, I had already built up some hostility towards this fella. Uh, yeah. So the hit list has a new entrant. Look out, Adembu. Uh, all right. Halftime, we're down one nil. Um, no yeah, real a- major chances to speak of. Uh, right before the half, I think was when Abubakar slipped. Right? No, we had the Gezal chance in the first. Oh, half. the Gezal chance! Yeah, that was probably the biggest chance of the first half. So yeah, tell us about that one. Yeah, so this is kind of against the run of play, um, but we finally got like a little break. Atiba tries to like go between two players, do like slide tackles, and another guy like punches into him. The ball just kind of spills out before the referee can make a call to Laren. Um, Laren like pokes it like two feet <laughs> just to Gezal's like in stride to Gezal. And this is like the referee was about to blow his whistle. It's like, oh, wait a second. And Gezal kind of takes it into stride. He's through on goal. It's just him and Marafona one on one. Drum roll. Yeah, he tries to curl it across his body. And Marafona just completely reads him. It was a soft shot and did not. Did not go in. Obviously, it was an easy save. And you're just kind of like, wow. Damn. Yeah, that was a huge was chance. <laughs> um, it was the first time, the first real bad touch that I could not really say, oh, but it's raining. You know, like there was really no reason he couldn't just get a little more on it. Um, just steer it. Some, you know what I mean? Like that. It was really a very bad touch by Gazelle, and that was disappointing. <laughs> um, yeah. But then wasn't it right before the half that Abubakar slipped in the rain? And that was way more like, okay, well, that's the rain. Yeah, I don't remember if it was, I think that was in the second half, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, was that right? Maybe it's early second yeah. half. So, yeah. So, anyway, we go into the half. We're, we're up 1-0. And uh, at the half, Laren comes out from Mensa. And Rosier, who has made a few fouls, sort of questionable ones, even since the yellow card gets yanked out for Nkudu, and I think the logic goes that uh, Dorokan is slid out to right back. Yeah, I was pretty frustrated, to be honest, about that whole situation. I think Rosier was one of our better players, um, and then he kind of like, he did that one foul after the yellow card, and then the second foul that he was called for, they all called for him to be sent off. He didn't actually like, do anything. Davidson literally just chucked himself to the floor I, I, um, that after Rosier yeah. like, breathed on his neck. And then they all called for him to be sent off, and that was the reason he he got yanked. Because you know, after at that point, it was like you know he lost the ball, he chased after him, the guy fell over, but he didn't touch him. But that was yeah, that was it. Was like a Quaresma situation. Oh, let's take him out before he uh, before he does something. Yeah, no, I uh, I think as far as like official moments, that was when the guy made the hit list for sure. You know, was when (laughs) when Rosier was being penalized for his nonsense. Right back. But um, uh, blah, 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 blah. 54th minute, Kuma Babakar would get a, a yellow card. Uh, and then uh, I think it's Typhoon Bingo uh, got a, a card as well. Kuma Babakar's yellow card was a little bit. Uh, he elbowed Ridvan in the face and like, split his eye open. He had to get bandaged up. 
yeah, um, he needed he had to look like sort of a Frankenstein for the rest of the match because <laughs> yeah. of that. So it was definitely something happening there. Um, but so that's what it took for them to finally be carded for their shenanigans. Um, Split his face open. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 66th minute, uh, a familiar face would enter the game in the way of Mustafa Pektemek for Barrero, who, I mean, he actually had seemed all right, to be honest. Um, I mean, Barrero, pretty solid for them. Gazal got a yellow card in the 70th minute. I don't remember, I don't even remember this. Yeah, it was when he put his like hand back and like flicked uh, Savelis' nose and he pretended he got shot. Oh, yes. I, I should remember this. that. I yeah. do remember, yeah. Um, was this after uh, Gazal sort of seemed to have been injured with his ankle thing. Yeah, it was around that time. Yeah, because I think that was when, because when Abubakar slipped is when he played um, Abubakar through on goal, and that's when he hurt himself. That's right. Yeah. Initially, yeah. So he played Abubakar through on goal earlier in the half, and then Abubakar slipped at like the vital moment, and the chance was gone. Yeah. And then he was like hurt, kept playing, had to change, he changed his cleats and everything, and then around that time he got a yellow card. Yeah. I um, I definitely think this was Gazelle's probably worst outing for us, to be honest. Um, yeah. Showed me nothing. Uh, and right around there, or not right around there, because this is a bit later, almost the 80th minute, 79th minute, uh, another goal for who but the the Greek killer. Yeah, of so a few minutes before Dr. that, um, he had a free kick and he like lasered it off the crossbar. Um, and then like all right we got through that one and then this was like like a stupid goal to concede kind of thing it was just he kind of scuffed it a little bit I mean it was going towards Utku you seemed like an easy save and then it like took a flick off of Montero's shin guard and then just like squeezed under Utku um, so I don't, I don't know who's at fault there you know it was a little slippery but that none of one looked very good on that play um, especially because it was like a slow deflection and then wasn't that Wellington? I think that was Wellington. I thought it was Montero, but what it, yeah, no, we all thought it was Montero at first, and then I think it was. Uh, shout out to our resident Swiss uh, Black Eagle or uh, Besiktas International or International Light, uh, but uh, Aurelian said that it. He looked back, and it was actually Wellington on the uh, on that mess up. But I thought it was Montero at first, too. I I'm think a number of right us now. called him out for I, it. I think it's Montero. I'm watching it right now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Aurelian? What's wrong with you, sir? No. Uh, <laughs> it, it goes through, like, both of their legs, to be fair. So maybe it's a little confusing. But Montero's the one who's directly in front of Utku. Wellington's right. the one who's trying to block the shot, like, from a foot away. So it was... Oh, maybe he thought Wellington was more to blame for it than I guess. Yeah. All right, I'll give you the pass, Aurelien. Um, 83rd, oh no, sorry, 82nd minute, right after the goal, Kuma Babakar gets another yellow card. And um, a glimmer of hope comes with that, perhaps. I mean, there's only eight minutes left in regulation time, but uh, I think Bashitas is also, by and large, on the attack at this point, too, right? Yeah, I mean, at this point, we, we needed two goals. And uh, I think this is kind of... If anything, gave the players a little more hope. And I think we immediately made two substitutions after that. So That's right. Ozan came in for Atiba. 
and Guven Yalchin came on for Rashid Gazelle. Com taking out Gazelle was uh, is always a good idea, honestly. Uh, not always a good idea, but in that kind of a match where he's playing like that. Um, Especially when he was slightly injured, he like picked like held his groin after he played that through ball earlier in the half and then kept playing. So yeah, and and I said this um, pre-match, pre-match description, I, I guess, but. Um, He's kind of a, a flighty type of player who needs to have sort of max control over the ball as, as, as much as he can. And so I think these conditions would have affected him the worst. Next to the, like the guys with knee injuries and stuff who are probably constantly worried about re-injuring and whatever it is they could have re-injured. But um, a couple more substitutes. Uh, this guy, Bekirola, was like Efkan or something? Uh, he had a name I hadn't heard before. Efkan Bekirola. Entered the game for Davidson. Finally, guy came out. Uh, but also of note in that 86-minute substitution was that Bacasetas came out for none other than Fatiaxoy. Evron, you remember that guy's name? Yeah. <laughs> um, right after there in the 89th minute, Efkan Bekirova gets a yellow card um, for the foul that would lead to a penalty. Yeah. So I guess it's worth noting. Um, in, in around this time, we had one big chance. Uh, Joseph tries to just, like take a, like a random shot from distance, but Abubakar kind of reads that this shot is really stupid, and he kind of peels out, um, and he just kind of like deflects it um, back into the middle of the box where Guven is there. Just brilliant takes a touch. stuff from Abubakar. Yeah, takes a touch onto his left foot where he's like pretty close on goal. You know, just hit it hard anywhere in the corner. It's going in, and it's like he hits it with his like his purse kind of thing and just like scoops it a little bit towards Marafona he still barely saves it so you know I feel like he hit it hard in any direction it was going in but completely um, fluffed his lines so if if the gazelle miss angered any of you watching this yeah, this miss a little bit worse would probably <laughs> take the cake um you know we've the been hard on is gazelle was on his strong foot and then guven had less time on his weak foot but that he was much closer to goal so it was like he could just touch all he had to do was touch like i i don't even know how i feel like there was maybe one touch that results in the save and he found that touch somehow yeah. you know he honestly the, could have like a 12 year old and just like toe poked it like he could have <laughs> that's what i'm saying he could have used his shin like he could have he could have used any part of his body and uh, it would have been in, in, and somehow he found the one way to get saved. Um, it, this we've been hard on Guven Yelchin uh, here on the on the Black Eagles podcast, and um, some members of Besiktas International group chats have come down on us, talking about, oh, but you, you can't take away that his finishing ability, his final touch, is you know he's got the capacity to blah 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 blah. Okay, well therefore. This would be exactly where your man's first touch or whatever it is you want to write home about would shine. And lo and behold, um, clearly it's only his right foot we should be talking about. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, apparently, yeah, exactly. Um, but to be fair, he did come up big for the penalty. Um, yeah. I don't think he was terrible in the game. I think you know he played like seven minutes of regular, so 15 minutes including stoppage time. And, he dribbled the guy, and then he missed that big chance, and then uh, he dribbled Fcon again, like on the end line, and then Fcon just hurled, like hauled him to the floor, pulled his yeah. shirt, and he didn't not let go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'd be more akin to to point to Fcon even than Guven, because yeah, Guven's I mean, like dribble move wasn't foul, exactly but, like um, 
Yeah, I, I just think he got fouled. But anyway, whatever. I don't. I don't, don't want to bag penalty. on the kid because he got the penalty. Um, yeah. And Abubakar, yeah, it's one thing we can certainly count on, eh? Yeah, another penalty. And uh, yeah, he had like a like, 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 I'm not sure if you saw like the camera pan on him, his eyes were closed. He's like doing like deep breathing exercises. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then uh, calmly slotted the penalty with his trademark look at the keeper thing. Yeah. Like Dumbo used to do, so. We're back in it, and there was seven minutes of stoppage time to, to save this game. Yeah, it's well, and again, that's why for all for all the credit you're trying to give Guven, let's not forget that the one he gave us, he also did not give us the very clear what would have been, would have been an equalizer then then at this point. Um, so I'm I'm not as forgiving as you in this regard, but anyway, uh, those seven minutes would be squandered mostly by Alanya Sport fooling around, hey. Yeah, I mean, we really didn't. I think the only chance we created was called offside. It was just like a lob into the box, which Abubakar tried to scissor kick, and they said it was offside. I'm not sure if it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was. I mean, there was just a lot of, you know, time wasting, taking an hour to take a goal kick. Um, not even a single. Kind of what we expected. I don't even think the ref once acknowledged that the, that Matafona was taking his time. Yeah, he just kept adding that time on. The game ended like at like the hundredth minute, so. Yeah, they, they said it was 90 plus 11, actually, but I don't know. The end, yeah. But it was initially 90 plus 7 is what they held up for, and then we ended up playing like 10 extra minutes, so. Yeah, but but also, like, even most of those extra minutes were featured Alanya goofing around with the ball and, like, yeah. or pretending to be lazing away their way. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the last play that I really, like, I'm not sure if you remember when Ozan has clearly kicked the ball away, and we finally won it back, and then he just dove. Um, Opus and the referee called it. <laughs> and I was just like, Burr. and it was just—it was a lot of that that whole game where every time a player would go down, like flail his arms on either side, he would just call it regardless. Um, Sorry, the yellow was for Savelas. Uh, yeah, so it was just, it was just like a frustrating all-around game in that case. Where I think is why we had a lot of people complaining about the ref afterwards. Just this inconsistency. It was kind of like having a. It was kind of like having like a like a 15 year old in the middle, um, just fooled by everything. And it was kind of frustrating to watch, but you know, the, the biggest at I the think, end of the day, I think actually not just the biggest, but the most legitimate complaint you can have about a referee is uh, when they're not consistent. And so, um, for the most impactful decisions he made to be uh, like giving out yellow cards to Rosier for yanking on jerseys while. Um, Alanya Spore is, I think, very intentionally and strategically yanking on jerseys to, to slow up play and hold, you know, to sort of emphasize whatever the rain can't do, they're finishing off themselves, you know what I mean, by yanking on us and, and kind of committing these little ticky-tack fouls to slow down the game and break it up. Um, so, I mean, credit to them. They, they played the way they, the way they needed to, eh? Yeah, I mean, they held like they pressured in the beginning. Um, they got their goal and they kind of like laid off a little bit, um, especially in the second half. But you know they 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 were able to counter and take a chance there at the end. And then defensively, they were I'm not sure if they were good or if we we just sucked. But you know they they held it down and they wasted every second they could. Um, and they, to be fair, they took advantage of the referee constantly to their advantage. Uh, when they would lose the ball, they'd go down and. 
referee would call it they'd keep the play but at the end of the at the end of the day it doesn't like change the game 100 percent it wasn't like he made like some insane error that lost us the game it was just you know they, they took every advantage they could get and uh our players did not um so except ridvon maybe i guess on the red card he wanted to make sure babakar got sent off and i think it was just i'm not sure the referee was poor like i don't think he was like biased i think it was just he was poor and our players didn't take advantage of it um, i um so. You know, this is sort of my perennial struggle with Turkish football in general. Um, I, you know, I, I, I never liked Burak Yilmaz, for example, because of his dirty, you know, the things he would do to lobby for fouls, the, the flapping, the kind of like slowing <laughs> yes, down yes, play. Choreographs when, fall. <laughs> right. You know, when you're up, when you're ahead, falling down to, to get to slow down play, when you're, when you're behind, falling around in the penalty box, jumping into the penalty box, stuff like that, complaining to the ref, yelling, all this stuff. But, um, like, Khan was always quick to, to talk about how that's sort of pivotal, a pivotal ability in, um, in Turkish football, where you need to be able to, you know, like, because of the inconsistency of refereeing, because of the obvious, like, bias in certain scenarios and the kind of gaming of the system in others, um, you kind of, you know, it, it's almost a vital part of Turkish football to, to be able to play that game. And so... As much as I hate the way that Alanya played and, and managed to win this, uh, you know, by that logic, right? Like they 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 played the game you need to be able to play in Turkey to, to get these kinds of results. Yeah, I think to be fair, it's worth knowing they were missing several players. Um, like if you their first sub off the bench was Pekdemek, because they didn't really have much else. Salih Uchan was suspended. Efajan was out. Uh, our guy Ahmed G was out. Um, their starting left back over Ahmed G was also out, so they had their third string left back in. Um, so I don't think they had a lot of like you know all of the quality they were used to having, and uh, they did what they had to do. So. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to say about this. It's a disappointing result. Uh, I think like if it was just the weather working against us, maybe we could have overcome. If it was just the kind of physical uh, anti-football that, that Alanya was playing, we could have probably overcome it. If it was just the inconsistent refereeing and, um, or like the, again, like the gamesmanship being played with the ref to get those kind of little results here and there that they needed to, to kind of ultimately get the, the final result. Um, each of those things individually, we probably could have overcome, but I think the, the snowball effect of all of them happening at the same time is what ultimately resulted in us not being able to get any points here. Uh, which is not to give the players, like, the night off, right? I'm not saying that they don't deserve any of the blame here. But again, I mean, these were really difficult conditions. And, and, and it was always going to be us that was going to be more impacted by them, you know, just given how we yeah, play. I think one of those, you know, I think the conversation was if we're in the title race, uh, Based on that performance, you know, that looks like a, a Slavin Village team that's going to finish third place. Um, oh, ouch. You know, obviously things can change. This is just one night we're looking at, and I think we had some, you know, big performances in the previous weeks. But, you know, in this game, we certainly fell, up sh fell short in many categories. I don't think really too many players stepped up. Um, did anyone, like, who, if you had I to pick Joseph a player? I thought Joseph probably did the best. 
See, and that's funny because people in the, the group were like, hands, so. people in the group were giving, were bagging on him, you know. So it's it's not like he would be a unanimous pick among the fandom either. I mean, I, I think visually, I thought he was the only one who was actually like defending. Um, he saved us multiple times. His numbers are also quite good. Um, I mean, I was not in a creative sense, but the reason you were able to stay so solid with Montero and Wellington at the back in that first half was because Joseph, he was winning the headers, he was stopping, he was intercepting, he was doing a lot, so. I mean, I have to um, be honest, did his job, when you so. look at the actual result, um, I don't really, I'm not hating on the defense so much here, because like the, the the one goal was a penalty, right, by Gazelle, which was just very much a fluke, and even you could say against the run of play at that point. And then the second one, apparently both defenders were involved in you know and that was obviously a, a screw-up job but oh, yeah i think um, it was a mix between montero and utku in the like the actual shot and then i guess wellington and dorukan could have done better themselves that's the side it went down um, but so like everybody yeah. was involved in that that's great uh, no but yeah. you know whatever so like that one goal obviously um was a breakdown but i think uh a defense I mean, you're not supposed to say they're allowed uh, a breakdown per game, but at the same time, like a, a one goal differential in and of itself should be not enough that we couldn't overcome given all the ability and talent we have, especially relative to like Alanya, you know? Um, so I'm not putting this on the defense. Uh, I was probably more disturbed by the lack of fluency going forward in an attack, because um, that's, I think, been a problem for us yeah. um, and um, again like that what that's what was gonna be the most impacted by by weather like conditions like that um, a guy like Gazal like I said I've said this a number of times right he needs to have full control over the ball he needs to, to be able to um, dance around on his toes a little um, Abubakar can't be worried about re-injuring himself uh, on every slide um, because the guy was just sliding around all over the place, you know, like, um, you can't do much about that other than just, I, again, like, there was a certain point where I was more hoping guys wouldn't get injured. And so I'm kind of glad, I'm, I'm a little worried about, you know, the prognosis on Gizzo. Uh, you know, it could be one of those things tomorrow we find out he's out for three weeks because of whatever happened to his ankle. That's, that's, I'm knocking on wood. You know, I really hope that's not the case. Um, yeah, I... Obviously, I'm disappointed with the result and much of the performance. Um, like I said, I can't even really... I mean, to be honest, I actually thought Atiba was fairly solid. Now that I'm thinking yeah, about he, it. Yeah, he was okay. Um, I don't think... I, I just think that the midfield was dysfunctional. Um, Very much, yeah. Going I mean, forward. And then Dorakon the was a mess. Did not he, work, yeah. Right, Dorakon's kind of frenetic, up-tempo style... Uh, did not match did not whatever scrum this was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about stats, everyone? Do you have any good yeah, ones? Stats, I think at the end, we come ahead a little bit. Um, total shots, they had a lot more. Um, but we had better big chances. Um, so I think XG-wise, we have a slight advantage come the end of the game. Um, but overall, like leading up to the time we started making our comeback, we're a little bit behind. Um, we ended possession with 56.8%, but I remember in the first half we were, we had like 45%. Um, yeah. So Alanya kind of like started off hot and then took their foot off the pedal. Um, so at the end of the day, we have 
slightly better stats, but you know, just an interesting like duels won. They won 65 duels individually. Won we won 51. Okay. Um, we attempted 27 dribbles. They attempted 17 dribbles. We only we completed the same amount. Um, they won 14 out of 20 tackles. We only attempted 12 and won four tackles. So like they were just more aggressive um, off the ball they and more efficient more. on the ball. Um, and again, this could all translate to the inexplicable inexplicable ability that they had to, to stay standing in this rain and that we couldn't yeah. do, uh, uh, equal. Um, and then, yeah, just the, I think the subs, like, they didn't really change the game. Mensa and Unkudu. Um, Unkudu, like, his decision-making was really bad. Um, he also was slipping a couple times. Mensa I was... Yeah, was yeah extremely frustrating to me because he would make like this amazing turn in the midfield yeah, yeah, like he, i think savelis would be like ready to break his leg and he would just casually turn him he yeah. has you know Okudu on the left abubakar running through on goal what is he gonna do and he just puts his head down and dribbles and then yeah two guys close him down and he turns around i'm just like what was the point of all that um that was just kind of like the this you know the just the synopsis of his performance Thing for the last couple of weeks is where he does something amazing except for that one except that, you know half he had, the, he had one half. pass he had one laser pass to Bubacar that like bounced off his ankle or something um but like i just his potential to be good is what like is just so disappointing to me every time i watch him play um yeah i'm still waiting i i i'm not ready to discard that yet like because the potential is so so obviously invisibly there um i'm more Disappointed by like Aliyayich, who we don't even see, you know what I mean? Like, um, but no, for sure, uh, Mensa is this like tantalizing ability to have you thinking he might change the game and then not really be very impactful somehow. Um, he did have that amazing half, was that against Fenner when he came in and was just like bossing things? Or Mensa, that, yeah. Was that the following? I don't week? remember. <laughs> that might remember have been a custom push shot. I don't. I even think remember. it might have. Yeah, it could have been the following. But um, yeah, he's he's flashed the ability to be an impact player, but uh, it's not. Yeah, we need to see it more. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Like I, this is a weird one where I'm not really able to pick out an individual as the best or worst player, you know? Like, everyone was sort of disappointing. The result was very disappointing, but also just sloppy, sort of uh, rain-soaked affair. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, man of the match would be Joseph, no question. Um, just because he did his job and nobody else really did. Yeah, I was like to say Atiba there, so I think Atiba did. Because remember, he, in his role, I thought he was doing a fairly decent job of uh, sort yeah, of supporting like, the attack. But in that midfield, in like a tactical sense, when Dorukan and Atiba's in there, Atiba now has to do more offensive work. And yeah, yeah. I don't think he was able to do that. I think ideally, if you have Joseph and Atiba, you have like a Hasic or a Lajic in there. But apparently Lajic is, you know, or at least a there's something wrong with him. Yeah, or at least a Mensa. Uh, and then I think Hasic couldn't even make the squad, which... To me, is is a mistake. I know he's been out for so long, but I think we needed um, a player like that. And since Tore was out, um, I just think he offers that something different that Mensa doesn't offer. Especially in a game like this, where everything isn't going to be so precise. Uh, just yeah. a guy who can blast a ball in from 20, 20 yards out. You know, like 
the IH obviously would be your, your go-to guy in that regard, but since apparently he's just uh, desaparecido whatever, yeah. or whatever, uh, at least, you know, Hasic <laughs> can provide that too, so. Um, yeah. That was a bummer. That was, yeah, I mean, uh, whatever. There are obviously some tactical decisions that need to be called into question here. I'm not super fond of Sergan's, like, conservative midfield call yeah. and you, I think, especially that you can kind of almost rely on it now that he's gonna do it's it like he gives a, i think he gives a little bit too much like oh you played well i'm not gonna take away your spot which i understand makes sense but like i think there's like i've been saying uchku can't play um <laughs> and, and in this game within 30 seconds it was clear that he he, he didn't have much saves to make um basically the the, the three shots the two one the two went in and then one hit the crossbar those are only like hard things that he had to deal with we had to move um, there's another two shots off target um but his kicking was so bad yeah i mean it was like it was like tolgo like right when tolgo got hurt like when it was like at his worst when we had like people <laughs> taking goal kicks for him it was like watching that i mean he's, he's trying to play a long ball and it's traveling 15 feet to someone's shin and you know it's all oh, the balls waterlogged this isn't like a, they're not playing with like 25 dollar soccer balls at your ymca um, <laughs> they're yeah. playing with you know professional grade balls that are not supposed to get waterlogged. Um, you can at least kick it half the distance if, but you know he he can't kick, can't pass. <clears throat> yeah. When we're trying to play out of pressure, it's it's not that it's he's giving the ball like he's hitting it out of bounds. He's giving them attacks. Um, it's just he's not he can't he doesn't come out for any crosses either. Yeah, that was a problem. So he doesn't come off for crosses. He does. He's not. He's terrible with his feet, which everyone said. Oh, Erickson, that's all he can do. Those are huge, as you can see in the game where it's like kind of like a, a stalemate, like one like this, a goal that can come out and claim crosses confidently, distribute well at the back, sets the tone. And I, I don't understand the point of saying, oh, he's earned his spot. Yeah, because he had like two good games. No, it doesn't make sense. Uh, a I one don't and like a half that. good games. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I think you could make the same argument for Laren. Like, Laren played well um, because, like, we had no one else to play there and he, and he kind of needed to. And so, thank we're, we're, we're really lucky we got through that. But I, I don't know that you just start him because of that now when you have options. Um, obviously, in the way of Nkudu specifically, who's been playing well. And fine, like, the rain and everything, you know, you don't want him to get injured. I mean, th that's just another factor that it's like the X factor in this one, I think. But. Yeah, I mean, just a bad game. Um, any other stats, by the way? Do you have the final XG numbers? Yeah, I can. There, there, I saw there was like very different XG stats across the different sources. Um, so I'm gonna pick the one that I think is the most realistic, uh, which is the one we have a higher XG in. But um, so the, this one says this is from Eleven Tegan Eleven, who's finally doing Turkish League games. And they say we have 1.78, and Alanya has 1.74. Um, because the other source had like Bishkash's first half XG at like 0 0.05 and Gezal's chance was obviously higher so I don't know what was up with that but basically there was two penalties that you know accounted for a majority of the chances in the game um, that were registered um, but I think you know there was the the couple slip ups and stuff um, and games that you know if we had gotten lucky this could have on our way but you know it's a game where we did not get lucky excuse me um that you know the two or three chances that we were able to break through we fluffed them all 
through slipping or, you know, events and get those finishing skills. <laughs> so, um, it was kind of like we, though, like, I'm sure Sega said, oh, we created some chances. But, you know, the, just the, the general play, the, you know, the, the fact we couldn't settle the ball um, until Alanya sat back. You know, that was the one we were finally able to establish controls when they, you know, they re released it to us. So that's where I didn't enjoy that, um, especially it wasn't like a full strength Alanya either. You know, we had three CDMs and we couldn't keep the ball. Our wingers weren't doing it. Um, um, it I was hard to explain. I'm, I'm sorry to do this to the man also, but I got to give a special shout out to Wellington as far as just, I don't think I've ever seen a professional footballer have so little awareness as far as like, just like what direction to run in sometimes, you know, like when, when a pass comes off and they're, they're kind of making a quick counter, I've never seen someone like so obviously go the wrong way. Um, to like not block off channels, to not, um, to, to put himself a foot back on, on trying to come back and, and, and get to someone, cut off a pass or, or a dribble or whatever it is. He almost inherently makes the wrong decisions often, you know, when we're being rushed back into defense. Uh, and so, yeah, I think I know on I didn't, a whole, that like, especially Montero, Wellington, and some of the other players, the decision making was just really bad. But I mean, um, Wellington particularly, though, like Wellington was probably the, might have been the worst. I think it was like that one time we had like a loose ball. I'm not sure if you remember that. And it was like, oh, he's gonna pass it. And he tries to dribble the attacker and loses it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> and then everyone like, is running back. Doing? No, and like always, when when they were hitting us on the counter, you could kind of guarantee he would run. His first step was always in the yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's why I think Joseph really like. There was a lot of those counters. Joseph was the one slotting in at center back and. Know, save of the day um, yeah, and he's I mean, one of the few players that had good numbers in terms of duels clearances headers everything so I'm still generally okay on Montero honestly but Will and Tone um, he just doesn't pass the eye test uh, it's, it's a little worrying and again like he, he what this wasn't a terrible Wellington game you know especially when, when you when you give up a penalty and and he's not the one who gave it up it's almost like okay good for you Wellington <laughs> Because he's usually responsible for those too, but um, just like that, someone who obviously there's something lacking as far as like football IQ. Um, just like again, just the the direction when you see you have to run back on defense, like where do you go? He just seems to run back without thinking about that initially, and you like that's it's it's just stupid. Like you have to be aware of. Uh, who's going where? Are you cutting off a channel so that they can't make an easy outlet pass? Like whatever it might be, he just doesn't seem. He, he'll just just step back and run, you know. And, and then and then kind of realize he has to be aware of where the ball is or where he might be have to, having to cover someone or whatever it is. And, and by then it's always too late. So that's that's yeah. That was my note from the match that I felt like I needed to, to get off. Um, standings, everyone. Standings. <laughs> Um, so Alanya has obviously consolidated their lead. Yeah, Alanya is at the top with 12 games played, 26 points. Um, Gala had a bye week, so they're three points behind with an extra game to play. Fener lost to Mahatya 3-0 at home, embarrassingly, so they're staying at 23 points, both at 12 games played. So they're four points ahead of us, including Gala, 
and we have 11 games played at 19 points. So that means if we uh, win our game in hand, per se, we can catch up to Fenner, but we're still four points behind Gala. Um, with a game in hand, if you add three points, we're also still four points behind Alanya. And then right behind us, Ariana on our tails by one point is Gestepe, Gazantep, and Kasim Pasha, and Hatai. Um, Hatai has an extra game, and now that we've lost, Hatai can pass us, actually. Uh-uh. Fun fact. Um, Gazantep has the same amount of games played, so they're... No, they have, a, they have an extra game. Us. No, has played 11. Oh, sorry, I said I'm Gustepe. Yeah, Gustepe and Kasim Pasha have an extra game played, so that's where we're, we're looking. And then, even, you know, Malatia is only three points behind us, Karagumruk is only two points behind us, so a lot of teams on our tail for that fourth position. Um, but realistically, we're, we're sadly in fourth, because I, I doubt Hatai... You it. never know. <laughs> Somehow. But, I mean, I'm not worried about them. Like, if we're in fifth, that's okay. Because uh, the, 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 the good news is that we're still um, within reach of Fenner. And four points back on Gladstone is not impossible, right? One yeah. one derby win against them, and we're, we're, right, right, we're right in back between, there. We're right we're, we're not we're like right in between, like, on the cusp of the title, like, Chase still. But we're also on the cusp of a fourth-place fight, yes. um, depending on what we do in these next few games so yeah um and i'm not going to try to extrapolate too much from this one just like i said because of all the factors that kind of mounted uh to prevent us from making anything of this match uh there's still you know i i i I think if you look at the big picture there's there's obviously uh more good than bad i think from this last like to lot i think we've lost one of our last four matches right yeah Uh, we had a three game winning streak going into this so so like still, you know, and, and the good news obviously, and, and this is sort of segueing to our next episode, but you know, our, our next match is a, is a cup game against Tarsus Idman Yurdu, which is Thursday, uh, November, uh, December 17th, 1 p.m. here uh, on the East Coast of the United States. So check your local listings. I think that's gonna be eight or 9 p.m. in Turkey. Um, but so obviously, you know, you'd like to see some young players play there, but you'd also like to maybe see us gain a little confidence in that match, maybe rack up some uh, momentum. Um, Sunday on November, uh, God, I keep doing that. On December 20th, uh, we're playing Erzurum Sport at 11 a.m. on the Eastern Coast. So yeah, we're playing a team in the relegation zone, so. Right, like there, this should be an opportunity for us to gain some momentum. And then after that, we're playing Ankara Guju. Um, Sivas, yeah, who's so. fresh off of... Uh, uh, being trounced in the Europa League and uh, to buy a Israeli team and yeah, and we're, we're playing four relegation fighters in a row. Um, and then Kaiseri, yeah, so. so and then Rizespor and then Hatay. Like until Galatasaray on uh, January seventeenth, there's some real opportunities for us to gain momentum. Obviously, we have a tendency to um, to fool around a little bit and not take those advantages. But you know, again, knock on wood, I think we're in a good position here. Uh, and we'll know a lot more by our next episode. Now, again, speaking of our next episode, I'm not sure we'll be back right after the cup game. I think we'll probably come back on Monday post Erzurum um, or maybe Sunday if, if we're feeling lively. Um, you want to say a couple words about these upcoming two matches, everyone? Um, I just really want to see my guy hostage play. Uh, there's rumors that we might loan him out in January, um, which... I'm not a fan of. I mean, I guess since he's been out the entire time since you know we added him to the squad, has been unfortunate. But I don't think that's a reason to give up on someone because he had COVID um, and got an injury. So 
Um, I really think he should get a chance in these ne next couple games before the window um, before we make any decisions like that. So that's what I'm excited for. Um, and just to see, you know, any other youngsters that get a chance, maybe Sardar, Sajja, or uh, Kartal gets a chance again. Maybe that uh, Khan Almosh, right there? Yeah, Kalafat. I forgot he was even in the squad. You know, Atakan should probably play. And then, um, yeah, it's definitely key that we string together some wins in these next few games because, you know, if you're not going to beat the relegation sides after the couple stumbles where we're at, we're going to start falling down the table. So. Maybe the family man can get a, can get a hat trick for us. Get that momentum going again. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be a fun next few weeks, hopefully. Um, hopefully not too frustrating. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling not too beaten up about this result. You know, I really, I really think there were so many extenuating circumstances. Um, I don't think we saw the same team we've we've been seeing in the last month you know uh especially just like i think valentin rosier is like a what is it like a the, the what do they call the the earthquake chart thing geiger count oh. right? like he you, you can sort of see what besiktas is doing based on um how Valentin Rossier is, is performing. And, and so for him to have been like yanked out like that off of really some questionable refereeing and decision-making generally, um, you know, by, by maybe even Sergan, by rushing to the assumption. To, I mean, it does also see, it did look like uh, Alanya was trying to flap extra hard after he got the yellow to sort of um, get that card pulled out. So. I don't know, maybe Sargan wasn't entirely wrong, but anyway, you, you, when Valentin Rosier came out, you felt like we were going to be missing something this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough week. <laughs> sure was. This anyway, is... you got to go, right? You got, uh, we got to go. We've been here long enough. Uh, so yeah, tune in again, probably next Sunday or Monday. Uh, we'll be back post the, the Turkish Cup fifth round match against Tarsus Iman Yurdu and post Büyükşehir Belediye Erzurum for so yeah stay tuned um, so follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast follow us on Instagram Black Eagles podcast follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot on Twitter Evron still no media media blackout for you yeah <laughs> um, so don't follow this guy but uh, you know we'll be back as always uh, big big part of the schedule upcoming so stay tuned um, also the transfer season's opening up already a move has been made by Fatih Karagumruk who do they pull in? Borini that's right Bobby from Borini. AC Milan right? Verona yeah he left he left Milan last year so oh there you go um, he's, on his, he's on his decline yeah but they're making moves Italian moves Bilia uh, Viviano so Fatih the, the kings of Istanbul making moves <laughs> But yeah, stay tuned as always, and I should always remind you all that we should always recite the key words that will carry us Go Besiktas! Alright, please out everyone. Uh, we'll be back on Monday.
Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.